Well, we are recording this on a brand new laptop because I went and got a brand new laptop. Um, I had the MacBook Pro 2018 13-inch um, that had the touch bar, and I decided I wanted something with a bigger screen, and so I went, Hallie and I went shopping, and I got the uh, MacBook Air 15-inch. And so far, I'm loving it a lot. Um, I wanted the big screen, and I got the big screen, so that's been yeah. really nice. The resolution is also, like, a lot better, and it's a lot quicker. The battery life on this is a freaking amazing. Didn't realize how bad my battery life was on the other one until this. Um, so I'm really liking this new laptop. Um, when we went shopping, I also got some new outfits. I got to wear the blue jean jumper I got from Altered State yesterday, and I'm excited to wear the cardigan tomorrow. It was very 1989 coated cardigan, and as soon as I told Hallie that in Altered State, clean started, started playing, playing, and it was like, hey, you know, this is a sign. Um, and before we went into Altered State, Shake It Off was playing in the mall. <laughs> it's just, you know, it was a Taylor Swift weekend. Um, and speaking of, went to a Super Bowl watch party last night. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. First football game I've ever watched in its entirety. <laughs> I, I'm just not a sports person. Um, and my one of my best friends was having a Super Bowl watch party. And she did theme it around Taylor Swift. I got to help make some of the signage. We had a big banner that said, Baby, let the games begin. And then we had, Welcome to the End Game, Baby. And then um, we had, I made two little signs that said, Kelsey, and that had 87, and then Swift, and it said 13, so they look like jerseys. And then we did, because um, you know I love the players and you love the game. Um, love Story, Chiefs version. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the ones they had. We had a bunch of different. Welcome to the Partey. Um, there were so many, and I can't, like, I think I made, like, ten signs. Um... So that was fun. We had a good time. Um, Super Bowl halftime show. You know, I love Usher. and But I didn't really listen to much of him growing up. And so, like, I knew a few of the songs, but not all of them. Honestly, Turn Down for What was the biggest shock. I was like, okay, bring him back high school. Let's go. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Alicia Keys for being just, you know, freaking fabulous. Love her. Um. But I don't think, like, they were talking about how it was a little underwhelming last night at the party. And, like, I don't think I've ever watched a Super Bowl halftime show and been like, wow, what an amazing show. Like, there, I've always been underwhelmed by Super Bowl halftime shows. Yeah. Because they're quick and they're, like, compilations. And they're I not... think what did it for me was because in the first half of his performance, I didn't know any of those songs. <laughs> oh, I knew some of them because, like, that was, you know songs that i grew up hearing that was my era of music was usher specifically when he started singing yeah i was like okay mm -hmm. here we go here we go but there was a lot of those songs more than i thought i would know that i did know um but i don't know super bowl halftime shows to me like you know like they're trying to squeeze like 10 hit songs into one performance mm -hmm. and so that to me i just always feels like it's rushed and it just doesn't also, he did have a lot going on. Like, I'm not quite sure what the acrobatics were at the beginning and why they were on roller skates. Still haven't figured that one out. So, I'm not really sure what a lot of it had to do with the performance. But, like I said, I've never been 
blasted away by a Super Bowl halftime show. Um, shout out to Reba. She did amazing. We love her. Um, also, Travis, while I appreciate you singing Viva Las Vegas at the end, let's leave the singing in the relationship to Taylor. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but was unnecessary. <laughs> let's just leave it to Taylor. Um, and then one of the reasons I got a new laptop for the bigger screen was to have a bigger screen for writing. And so far, I really love that as well. Like I had YouTube open on the side. I was watching Smitty and them playing Lethal Company while writing on the other side. And it was just a huge screen and I love it. But speaking of writing, I closed the um, form for my beta reading today. So the emails got sent out today two people who signed up to be beta readers so they now have my book that I wrote and I don't know how to feel about it <laughs> 26 people are reading a book I wrote that's crazy that's to me. crazy that's crazy to me so um we've talked about you know having Brit on the podcast before she was super helpful with helping me figure out how to do like the beta reading stuff um and I had formed my email, so it was ready to go out, and it went out today at 1. Um, so, yeah, I wrote a book. It's called Aura. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, and it the words coming out of my mouth, oh, I'm talking about the beta readers who were going to read my book that I wrote, were weird words to say. Like it, I don't know. It just feels weird to say that, but um, like there's a part of you is like, oh my gosh, I actually wrote a book. And there's like, oh my gosh, people are gonna read this. Book. Yeah, help. Um, so thanks to everyone who decided they wanted to beta read for me. Um, I'm excited for it to get beta read. I am toying with there possibly being an alternate ending that I might send out to the beta readers and just like see like which version do you like better but i don't know if the alternate ending is going to screw up plans i have for the next book so don't you just love don't you just love that <laughs> um so there may or may not be an alternate ending but thank you to everyone who decided to beta read and i'm excited it's i set a long due date um because i knew some friends were going to want to read it that wouldn't have time to read it quickly um so the beta read's not due back till my birthday, April twenty third. So I figured that would be a good birthday gift to me. It's like, here's your beta read back. Go at it. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for it. I think the when it comes time for the publishing process, that's when I'm really gonna be leaning on Brit. Like, help me. <laughs> Specifically, like stuff with taxes and stuff. Like, what do I? Anyways, um, so yeah, it's a fantasy book. It's, uh, magical powers, um, enemies, lovers, uh, I don't want to say too much. The, the synopsis is on her Instagram. Is on my Instagram if you want to go read the full synopsis. It's crazy. Yeah. Hallie's the first one who got to read the, the prologue. The prologue has not changed. I know. It's the same. I'm ready. So Hallie got to read the prologue. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, 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 uh it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. So. That's all I have. Okay. So for me, um, obviously the biggest thing I did was this week was shopping with Carmen. Um, that was fun. I got quite a few things. I went into Hollister and come out with 
I got a pink sweater for Valentine's Day because I didn't have anything. And then I come out there with two graphic t-shirts. Are we shocked? No. <laughs> I love We gra- both did also get Taylor Swift final records at Target. Yes. So Carmen got Speak Now Taylor's version and Midnight's. And I got Speak Now Taylor's version. So I'm really... It was a... It was a tie between either Speak Now and Midnight's. Those yeah. were that was the two ties. And I got my third version of Midnight's. I only need one more to complete the clock. I need to get um I've started a notes thing in my a note in my notes app that's like my record collection. Honestly, so we talked about how I have my book inventory and I literally thought to myself as we were leaving vinyl to, inventory. to go to Target, I was like, I need to make a vinyl inventory. Because yeah. I can never remember, like, what I have and what I don't have. Because I can't remember, like, do I have that or do I just really want that and I need to get that? Like, I can't keep it straight in my head. So Yeah. We got some vinyls and I got, like, a couple more PJs because I don't have any. <laughs> I have no PJs. Like, I usually sleep in... I would usually sleep in, like, a sweatshirt and, like, Nike shorts. That, <laughs> I was, that say, was my pajamas. I have a lot of unofficial pajamas. I have a lot of pajamas, but... Some of them probably wouldn't be qualified as, like, they're not actually pajamas. I'd just sleep in them. <laughs> um, yes, I did get that. Um, what else did I get? I feel like I got more things. I don't know. We went a lot of places. Yeah, we did go to a lot of places. I will say, though, I went into Altered State and came out with nothing. So that was a huge... And I came out with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, yeah shopping was really really fun um it poured rain the whole time we were in knoxville (laughs) we were supposed to go to mckay's to drop off some books but then it started pouring rain and we said nope forget it um i had play practice on sunday once again i have been sarah i love her She, she had two people back out of the easter play and so she texted me she's like could you be in the easter play and i was like sure i mean i can't say no to her i'm playing a pastor's wife who's supposed to be very snobby so i don't know how that well that's gonna go over but um it's super fun i'm really excited for it and then obviously we watched the super bowl it was me mom dad carly and alex we all sat in the living room and watched it well then me and mom eventually migrated to the bed her bedroom and watched it but yeah it was it's a crazy time it was eventful. Like, my gosh. It got down to the freaking... They pulled it out at the end. It was wild. Like, there was three seconds left on the clock whenever he scored the touchdown. It was crazy. They did a great job. Like, shout out to them. They're going for the three-peat next year. So, that's fun for them. Um, U.S. also went for the three-peat this year, and they, they didn't... They didn't... They didn't do it. <laughs> Soccer. They had a back-to-back champs, and they, they didn't make the three-peat, but that's okay. We were talking about this, speaking of soccer, we were talking about this at the house. So, Alex said, I think there was a soccer commercial coming on with, like, Lionel Nessie, and... Messi. Messi. What? Okay. I thought you said Nessie. I probably did, just not <laughs> thinking straight. Um, And Alex said, like, he said, I think soccer is probably, like, the most boring sport in America. In America. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. And I said, I said, what'd you say? I was fixing to leave. And he said it again. I said, you better be glad Carmen's not up here because she's a huge soccer fanatic. And. Boy. And. Him and I would have He's like. And he was talking about, like, well, soccer, soccer's a fun. He's like, soccer's a fun sport. But he's like, I don't think people, that's the first thing that people think of in America. Uh, 
I think it depends on who you talk to. Because Messi and the United States Women's National Team have made soccer a lot more popular. And I will use this as an example. If you would have asked in high school about soccer, I'm guaranteeing you like 75% of my high school would have been like, who wants to go watch a soccer game? And the year that Carly Lloyd scored the hat trick and they beat Japan in the finals at the World Cup, there were people on my Twitter that I went to high school with that I would have never thought watched a soccer game a day in their life, like ranting and raving about the World Cup. So it's become a lot more popular than it used to be. And it is more, I think it just depends on who you ask. I think it depends on who you ask because I think when people are like, name the first sport that comes to your mind in America, a lot of people are going to say like football or basketball or something like that. Now, if you want to- I would say soccer because that's literally only other, that's the only sport that I will sit down and watch a full game of. I won't watch any other sport. I will usually watch, I will usually watch baseball, softball, depending on who it is. Um, football, but only because I usually only watch Tennessee Titans, but that's only because Dr. Bird is on there. <laughs> on there. I think it's personality team. types too. Like mm-hmm. Alex seems to be like a guy's guy. Mm-hmm. And so like those type of guys, like they're probably not going to say soccer. They're, they don't think of soccer. Mm-mm. And well, heck far. Usually when I think first thing that comes to my mind is volleyball. Cause I, cause I love volleyball. Yeah. And, but yeah. Well, I would also say dance because technically dance is a sport. Do not argue with me. <laughs> but like I said, I think United States Women's National Team and Lionel Messi specifically this year has made soccer a lot more oh, popular. I mean, oh yeah, and I mean, I'll watch. I mean, I'll watch soccer. I I like soccer. I don't watch it all the time, but if it's on, I'll watch it. Like, yeah. And if I mean, it's, if I, like I catch it on, I'll watch it. But like the only time I like religiously watch it is the World Cup both men yes. and women and i freaking, hear i'm about to I'm, i hear about it <laughs> i'm freaking ready for next year boy the world cup is coming to the united states and they're gonna be playing games in atlanta and i'm freaking going i've always wanted to go to a world cup game i'm pretty positive it's the men's <laughs> better be lionel messy at that stadium the final game is gonna be played in new jersey i saw that um my luck it'll be, just be the united states men's team and i could care less so great I hope it's messy though. I really just want to watch him play. <laughs> that would be two bucket list items in one. See, like this is why, like I, soccer is my thing. I have no. The only sport bucket list things that I have is to go to a World Cup game and to see Lionel Messi play in person. That's it. I don't have anything to do with football. I don't have anything to do with baseball, basketball, none of it. Couldn't care less. Soccer is my thing. So, yeah, I think it depends on... Yeah, he would have gotten an earful last night if I would have been on there. I said... He would have got the receipts, a full I said, essay. I said, you better be glad Karma's not up here because she played... She used to play soccer and she's a soccer fanatic, so... He would have gotten a full essay. Carly? I, I just imagine him saying it and Carly going, oh, no. That's exactly <laughs> what she said. She's like... She goes, she goes, oh, she goes, oh, Carmen. <laughs> oh, Carmen. Oh, no. Her and I are one one brain. Speaking of one brain, Hallie and I have officially formed a hive mind. I don't know how it happened. We didn't plan this. I've been in a Taylor Swift shirt today, and it's the tortie. And Hallie comes down to the house, and I told Mom, I said, oh, my gosh, Hallie's wearing the same thing as me. <laughs> she has on a tortie sweatshirt. 
We have a hive mind. Well, I put the sweatshirt. I put the sweatshirt on because I was going with my mom to the nail place, and I was gonna sit in the car, and it was cold. So I said, I'm gonna put on my Taylor Swift sweatshirt. <laughs> the Swifties have formed a cult. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll get into today's episode since we're 15 minutes in. Okay. okay. Hello everyone and welcome back to Family Fiction with Hallie and Carmen. So today, I'm sure you see these things by the titles, but we're going to tell you them anyways. Um, Today we're going to be talking about Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros and this is going to be our official book review for it and we are structuring things a little differently today than we normally have. But before we get into that, um, we're going to do our currently reading. Um... So, my current audiobook is City of Ashes by Cassandra Clare. Um, I am still listening to My Name is Barbara by Barbara Streisand, but it is a lengthy audiobook, so I am trying to pace it and um, get some other books done in the process, because honestly, if I just sit and listen to this book for, you know, like, straight, I'm going to get bored, and so I'm trying to keep from that happening. Um, and I made myself a deal this year that if I was getting bored with a book and I wanted to, there was another book I really wanted to read instead, that I would let myself do that. So, that's what's happening. Um, so City Vashes is the second book in the Mortal Instruments series, so I'm currently listening to that. Also, I went through my annual debate of watching the Shadowhunters TV show. I do it every year. I sit there and say, you know what? Shadow and Bone didn't match the, sh- the books, but it was still a really good show. I'm sure you could do it. And then I go on TikTok and I watch clips from Shadowhunter show, and then I get I get so angry at how different it is. And then I, I, I burn myself out on wanting to watch it again. So it happens every year. I'm sure it'll happen again next year. Um, my physical book right now is The Ritual by Chantel Tessier. Um, so dark romance. So everyone pray um it's really good so far I haven't gotten that far into it just because I've been busy with other stuff but um hoping to really get into it this week and probably finish it this week so yeah Hallie um so my book um was originally book lovers by Emily Henry but then I switched because I just wasn't in the mood for it and so now I'm currently reading powerless by Lauren Roberts I'm only five chapters in, and I'm already hooked, and I'm already in love with the character. <laughs> so, we're doing great so far, and also, I love your notes <laughs> so Honestly, far. Honestly, you're doing better than I was when I read it on my Kindle, because Kindle, the way it formatted is really weird, and when it says their names at the top of chapters, mm-hmm. the way the Kindle formatted it, nobody knew what the heck Peyton's name was, because it looks like a D, it doesn't look like a P, it looks like it says died, and <laughs> Yes, you heard me right. No, no, no. That's what it looks like it says. Because the way the font is, it cut it off weird in Kindle version, and it did it weird. And then his name on the Kindle doesn't look like Kai. It looks like Rye. The K looks like an R. Close, but the way that it formatted it. But yeah, I'm really liking it so far. Again, like I said, I've already, I'm already in love with a man. <laughs> Just to add, just add them to the list. And then for manga, it's not changed. It's Snow White with the Red Hair, Volume 21. I've just been stuck on it. <laughs> okay, dokie. So, like I said, we're going to be discussing Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Not Iron Flame, no matter what the doc says. 
I don't know how that happened. I really don't. You may have blacked out when you did it. <laughs> I really don't. Because we haven't reviewed Fourth Wing yet. <gasps> yes, yes, we, we have. have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, the notes are for Iron Flame then. Ignore. You're making me change them again? <laughs> Ignore. Just hit the undo. <laughs> Ignore everything I said. We are doing an Iron Flame book review. I don't know. Yes. I had a stroke, apparently. So, with that said, um, I'll read you the synopsis of Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. Everyone expected Violet Swaragale to die during her first year at Basgath War College. Violet included. But threshing was only the first impossible test meant to weed out the weak-willed, the unworthy, and the unlucky. Now the real training begins and Violet's already wondering how she'll get through. It's not just that it's grueling and maliciously brutal, or even that it's designed to stretch the writer's capacity for pain beyond endurance. It's the new vice commandment. Who's made it his personal mission to teach Violet exactly how powerless she is unless she betrays the man she loves? Although Violet's body might be weaker and frailer than everyone else's, she still has her wits and a will of iron, and leadership is forgetting the most important lesson Basgiath has taught her. Dragon riders make their own rules, but a determination to survive won't be enough this year, because Violet knows the real secret hidden for the centuries at Basgiath War College, and nothing, not even Dragonfire, may be enough to save them in the end. Before we get started would like to give major spoiler warnings because obviously this is a full book review and we will be discussing this book in length and we cannot promise that we won't be giving away major plot points. So if you haven't read Iron Flame and you want to, go read then come back to us. You've heard it here first. Okie dokie. So starting with book rating, I gave this book a five. I gave it a four. Um, with writing, I gave it a five. Four. With characters, I gave it a five. Four. <laughs> With plot, I gave it a five. Five. With spice, I gave it a four. Four. Okay. Hallie, would you like to read off our content warnings? Okay. So, content warnings for Iron Flame. War, psychological and physical torture, intense violence, perilous situations, blood, dismemberment, burning, murder, death, animal death, graphic language, loss of family, drugging, PTSD depiction, alcohol consumption, suicide slash self-sacrifice. Welcome to war. (laughs) So getting on into our discussion, we've got some points that we want to hit and the discussion's just gonna, you know, form from there. So uh, the first thing we've got on here is fans of these other books will like this book. Um, In my opinion, I think fans of Throne of Glass and Game of Thrones would really enjoy this book, Throne of Glass, because of the, um, a strong female main character, and you've got depictions of a little magic here and there, but you've just got really strong characters and really rootable characters. Um, as far as Game of Thrones goes, obviously, we all know the violence, the action, the dragons. If you've watched Game of Thrones or read Game of Thrones, you get it. So mine is, like I said, is like Carmen said, Throne of Glass. Um, basically, if you like any Sarah J. Moss book, you would probably like yeah. Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. And I would also, I just thought of this now. Um, if you liked Furyborn by Claire Legrand, you would like 
fourth wing because you've got really strong female lead. You've got pretty interesting world building. Um, that's not too, that's, hello, I'm glitching. That's, it's complex, but it's also not too complex. It's easy to understand, especially with Rebecca's way of delivering it too. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think what else readers will love is they're going to love the dragons. They're going to love the magic mixed with romanticy. Fans of Powerless, if you liked the not full fantasy, not full romance side of things, I think you would like this book. Um, and obviously there's plenty of action. And for my smut lovers, you're going to enjoy this one. It's not dark romance level smut, but it's, there's, there's smut. It, it, it's there. It's like Sarah J. Moss level mm-hmm. smut. Um, I would say the character dynamics that go on throughout this book, you've got, got sort of a found family situation going on because her family's trash. Well, her mom is trash. Yeah. Her mom's hot garbage. Um, again, if you like dragons, specifically if you like dragons with personalities, fun personalities, you're going to love this book. Yes. Um, and just the magic system, the tension in this book is wild. Just in terms of, like, tension with the plot elements going on and tension between characters. Yes. It's everywhere. Okie dokie. Um, so, just a little bit of some praise for the author and the writing. Because, I mean, like, even Allie gave it a four, but I still think she would say, like, it's better writing than we have seen, 100%. It could be worse. <laughs> Way worse. Um, I think Rebecca writes compelling characters with complex backstories. Um, she writes characters you can root for, that you can relate to. Everyone can find something in these characters, and they're going to have quality arcs that you're going to just like fall in love with. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, her world building is also really interesting and one thing that I want to praise her for and this is something that has to do with the first book so um there's a certain scene so Violet is a book nerd that's what I want to call her Amen. her whole life she was raised to be a scholar and when she's crossing the parapet in order to keep herself calm she's reciting facts that she's that she's read her whole life and this is a really interesting way to give your readers world building. You have a character that's spitting the world building at you while also using it as a coping mechanism that relates to her personality. It's not just an information dump. It's like you're taking it in in a way that like you're intrigued in what's happening, but you're soaking in this information like absentmindedly. Like you don't realize it's happening. But It's showing (laughs) an aspect of Violet. It's showing an aspect of a character and like what she does with this but it's also giving the readers information it's like killing two birds with one stone (laughs) yes um as far as favorite character goes honestly i just love riddick yes (laughs) so much he cracks me up he's just like it's like honestly he is their dorian haviliard and i can't get that out of my head enough like i just love him so much and like the the sassiness and the self-confidence and he's like you know this little cheeky little man like he he's mr flirtatious himself him and sawyer and i love him so much so definitely picking riddick for my favorite character <laughs> mine is tarn 
the dragon. Um, mainly just because of how I picture him. Grandfather sass. Gr- Mr. Grumpy, Mr. Grumpus. It's it's so funny though when you see TikToks. It's like how Taryn is pictured in the books, and it's just these pictures of these big menacing dragons that are just so scary. And then it cuts to how he actually is, and it's like a meme of a man going like, I am so over this. I'm too old for this crap. I was like, yep. <laughs> Have you seen the guy on TikTok? Shall I get the wing leader? <laughs> Have you seen the guy on TikTok that's been doing the, like, voicing? Yes. My gosh, he's good at it. He sounds like the, like, um, Smaug from The Hobbit. And I like it. Mm-hmm. And... It's so fun, though, because he's so grumpy, but he's also, he is, like, very sassy. He's very, um, he teases Violet a lot. Again, he goes, shall I get the wing leader? (laughs) Um, for favorite duo, we kind of have made this, like, it can be a favorite couple or favorite friendship. Um, for me, I went friendship, and Violet and Taryn, man, like... You know, I think an obvious pick, most people would think, like, Violet and Zayden, but, like, Violet and Taryn, I just love the dynamic of, like, like, him, her thinking something, him, like, giving her, like, or you could actually just do this, and then her being, like, shut up. Like, like, the father figure that's just always right. I just love being, like, I am older than you. I am right. You are wrong. Or you could just do this the simple, easy way. Well, I'm not gonna do that, Taryn, so (laughs) butt out. And then just, like, the protective route of, like, whenever she got kidnapped, you know he was losing his mind. Touch her, you die. <laughs> you know it was bad. So. Um, so for mine, is a bit of a heartbreaker. <laughs> Lol. Violet and Liam. R.I.P. I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> Tears are willing. Because <laughs> that scene broke me. Fong broke me. <laughs> <laughs> It could either go with Violet and Liam or Violet and Rhiannon or Rhiannon. 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 Also, Violet and Imogene. Hallie, you keep doing this. It's Imogen. Imogen. <laughs> you have called her Imogene so much. It's Imogen. And it, every single time you do it, it reminds me of that stupid TikTok where this woman is reading off Hobby Lobby signs and she goes, I'm a Jane. Who's I'm a Jane? And her mom goes, That's Imagine. <laughs> well, it's Imogen. I've just heard so many people go, I'm a Jane. And then there's yeah, no, it's this Imogen. stupid. Best, That's like a basic name. The it best, was, worst Christmas pageant ever. I'm a Jane. <laughs> That's what is a word is a name I've heard before, several times. That's just not. Anytime I see that name, I'm a Jane just always comes to my head because that's what I'm just growing up with. I just think it's funny. It's Imogene. She hasn't like get, came out. We could both be wrong. So, yeah. but I, it could be Imogen for all I'm we know. I'm pretty positive it's Imogen because it's. I think if it was Imogen, it'd be spelled different with it having the. O, and it's like I-M-O-G-E-N. It's Imogen. I, I think know. it'd have to have an E on the end for it to be Imogen. I've just always, because of, like I said, the best, Christmas, best worst Christmas magic ever, Imogen Herman. That's just, well, it's never left my head. I think, like, Imogen would be, like, spelled like Imagine almost, but probably like an it's E like instead the same of an pe- I. It's, 
was fixing to say, it's kind of like the same people who call Rhysand Rysand. But I know. have no room to talk. I called him Rysand for the whole first book. I did too until they shortened his name. And then I was like, well, there's no, way, there's no way his name Rice. is Rice. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that it's probably Rysand. Because I, I did the same thing until they shortened his name. And then I was like, oh, it's Rysand because they, they ain't calling him Rice. Can you imagine? Gosh, could you imagine Cassian with Caven? Rice! Rice. Burma's <laughs> rice. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, tropes we loved. I mean, obviously. The enemies to lovers. lovers. I mean, let's just be forthcoming about it. We all know that these two co-hosts love an enemies to lovers trope. Yes. So that was beautiful. It's also what I put, enemies to lovers. Um, And then, uh, like Callie mentioned earlier, there is definitely the trope of found family. And, like, any Potterhead is going to appreciate that whenever it shows up. Found family is always just a beautiful, beautiful trope. I love it. Okay, okay. Favorite moments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mm, lol uh liam appearing to her in the dungeon as much as i sobbed and cried and my heart fractured i think it was beautiful that he was there for her in that moment and that she like whether he was there or really there because i know there's theories that think that her second signet is something to do with the dead he was there and i cried and i died a little bit inside and when she first saw him i went Rebecca, no! Because a majority of me throughout this book was just me yelling at Rebecca, kind of like picture Klaus yelling Rebecca in uh, the originals. But at this moment, I literally was like, Rebecca, please no. Not this. I can't go through this again. Um, and speaking of her being in the dungeon, Zayden busting in, Hell Hath No Fury style, and just like, where's my woman? <laughs> like, I just spit everywhere. Um, I just salivated. <laughs> oh no, it's getting too real. Um, I just think it was a beautiful moment. Like, he literally said, you better go get her before I come get you. Like, whoo, it was beautiful. I just love moments like that. Um, and then Riddick being Riddick and like trying to basically sass the army men, like, well, you don't know how to read a map. Give me that thing. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. Like, I just love those moments with Riddick where he's just being the authority and hateful. And, and I got really nervous and I got funny. really nervous in the ending because I seriously thought he was going to die. Him and Sawyer both. I thought he was going to die there. I thought he was going to die on that little mountain crest leaguer pass, whatever that was, where he was like with an arrow. And I was like, Rebecca, if you kill off Rick, we're going to have issues. I will find where you live. So, um, yeah, those were my favorites. I'm sure there's more that like, I'm just not thinking about, but I thought Iron Flame was amazing. I think it was definitely way too long, but I soaked up every minute of it. So mine, um, obviously, Liam's appearance, because R.I.P. <laughs> to Liam and to my soul. Um, the whole thing with Andarna and her true identity, I guess, when yeah, that, that was cool. gets revealed and all that stuff. Violet's fight with the Venom. And she's she in a dress? I think she's in a dress. <laughs> she fought the thing in a dress, and I thought they put that girl out there on that field to do that. They could have um, at least told her to wear sensible clothing. Honestly, I have a in my Iron Flame copy. I have a on that page marked 
as soon as it said that the venom came out i went she is not dressed for this <laughs> she is not in the proper attire for this who and did this to her one more thing that i would like to add and it's necessary it's has to do with the book but it also has to do with me and my invisible cameraman moment oh it's when it gets revealed that jack somehow survived Bastard. he come up out there and that was one of the moments when i was going rebecca <laughs> like why i Where? okay no wait i have to find keep go- keep talking i <laughs> cheered when he died when i started reading the page and it was like They've been working on this guy for months, and he ca- he survived. I can't believe he survived being collapsed under rubble. I was like, no, Rebecca, please don't tell me you did this. And lo and behold, it was Jack, and I said it in the car, because I was in the car parking lot waiting for mom to come out of her nail point. I said, son of a gun, this guy's got nine lives. He just refused to, to die. And, I, and when they said... I think it was Riddick Riddick, who said, and he's probably going to kill you. I was like, great, I'm going to have to go through this again. Zayden. Boy. I was like, I I literally said, Zayden, where are you? Can you please come kill him? I was trying to find in the Um, captain's like full thing. The person said something about Jack. And it was so funny. I was cracking up at work. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Read it. I can't say this on the the podcast. (laughs) I'll just, I'll. Improvise. Jack Barlow returns. Nolan has spent a year trying to mend him. Now he's alive again. Effer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I just love the little moments. Um, but yeah, those were my. Here's something about Violet whining. Oh, yeah. She did whine a lot in this book. Like, I'm gonna need you to get over it. And oh, that's another one of my things. So like, I thought Carmen was gonna murder me when I gave the book four, <laughs> but. Well, no, I don't think you originally gave it a four. I think you originally gave it, like, a three. No, I gave it a four. I went back and looked. I gave it a 4.8, but... No, I think when we first had a discussion, you were like, I don't know, I think I'm going to give it, like, a 3.8. And then I looked at you crazy, and you're like, okay, I could round it up to four. Yeah. Uh, One of my main things was, like, Violet was whining and, like, trying to figure out. I'm like, girl. That was a little bit annoying. I was like, girl, do something! And then... Zayden Zayden was like I was seriously expecting in the second book for like Zayden to grovel (laughs) and ask for her back he was like no you and then then he's just like figure it out ask questions I was like and Violet goes you won't tell me anything and Zayden's like just ask and I will answer you and I'm like oh sweet Jesus Violet you're supposed to be trained to be a scholar but yet there's sometimes where you're really stupid well because then he was like I'll answer any question you ask but you have to ask the question and I was like, no, he's doing it smart. Like, he's like, I'm not going to give up at free information. If you ask me about it, I'll tell you, but I'm not, not going to. I was like, Violet, so honey. Billions. That, there were moments like, and there's, there was one trope that was introduced in here that I'm not particularly fond of, and that's the other woman trope. <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it gives attention, because then I think it kind of kicked her into high gear of like, well, I better get on this before he goes back to this woman. And there were several moments where the girl, the other one, what was her name? Oh, Lord. Cat. I think her full name was, I think her full name was like Catriona, but I I was like, I was like, I'm going to call her Cat for short because I don't want to do it. I'm like, I'm like, girl, you're asking for your A word to be kicked. (laughs) I just love like the moment of like, 
You're gonna wear black, boy. You think I'm gonna wear any Kiss other color? Kiss me again. Black, black, black is black like my soul. Like, what do you mean? I, yeah, I wanted to throttle her. I'd have been like, but yeah, because I don't good. mind that trip. I actually love that kind of trip because I think it kicks, especially when you've got an FMC that's really struggling with like whether she should make that move with him or not, and then you got something like this gets introduced, and it's like. Oh, no, I better get on it. Ooh. You know one of my other favorite <clears throat> moments? It's a it's a smut scene, but the whole my chair, my woman. <laughs> Listen, I'll take any freaking smut scene. Once you read Dark Romance, you really just smut scenes don't phase you anymore. Once let me rephrase. Once you read Haunting Adeline, smut scenes don't phase you anymore. No. Once you read Hunting Adeline, smut scenes. Smut don't scenes, you. I've kind of just learned to like it okay. I kind of just moved past There's it. A woman on TikTok that whites out smut scenes in her books as she's reading them. She'll wipe them out while she's reading, and I'm like, she's missing a lot of plot point <laughs> in that. She wouldn't make it very far with some of these books. No, but she'd be kind of screwed up in uh, Mist and Fury <laughs> just a little bit. Basically, Oops. the last, the latter port. Uh, Chorus over flames. All of chapter fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Chorus over flames. Wow. <laughs> Yoy, yeah. Yikes. We went. We went for it on that one. Mm-hmm. Really, house of sky and breath too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like bunny rabbits. Anyways, moving on. Um. <clears throat> um. So on the question of how hooked were we? Um, I was very hooked. Like I. Like I said, I do think it was very long, and it could have been two different books. You could have cut that book in but, half. like, with it being a lot of information thrown at me, I was still hooked on every single word, like, glued to every page, and very stressed out about it. Oh, yeah. I was very hooked, too. Um, there would be several periods where I just, I couldn't quit reading. It it was kind of like House of Flame and Shadow. You ju- you can't quit. It's traumatic, but I gotta figure you, out what happens. You can't, <laughs> you can't quit. And so half the chapters would end on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, Rebecca, I know. Then you go. It's like, midnight. I need nah, to go I to bed. Darn it! And that's what kept happening to me with freaking House of Flame and Shadow. I was like, Okay, Sarah, I need to go to bed. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I, I read, have work in two hours. <laughs> yeah, my mom looked at me like I was crazy because I read Crescent City in a day and a half. <laughs> Honestly, it took me three, and it wouldn't have taken me that long if not for work. Yeah. I would have had that thing done. And honestly, the day that I stayed home to, like, read it, that I had taken off, I had to go run. I ended up having to run some errands that I wasn't expecting, so that kind of hindered it, too. But, um, amazing book. Yeah, that whole dynamic was very fun because Carmen and I couldn't discuss it because we were like, Carmen's like, don't tell me anything. I was like, do not even tell me the emotions. I don't want to I just, anything. I think the only thing I told you was, like, it's great. <laughs> Well, because the reason I said emotions and stuff, too, because I think about that scene Hold in on. Modern Family where he goes, where Cam goes, oh, no. And Mitchell goes, oh, dang it, Cam. Now I'm, now I know that something's about to happen. Don't tell me where you're at. And he's like, I'm on page 87. It's raining. He goes, I'm on page 87. He goes, well, great. Now that now I know something stressful is going to happen in 10 pages. See, like, I don't, I don't even want to know anything. I'm trying to see where we were at. <laughs> Great. And I didn't bring a rain jacket. Now <laughs> you literally have to walk two steps to your car door. I think you'll be okay. Okay. Uh. 
I think I said. I think I said I can't put it down. <laughs> I think you that's did. what I said. Uh, did okay. you lose your notes? No. <laughs> no, I was looking at the messages of what I sent you. <laughs> oh. I thought you were talking about something else. No. Yeah. Um, okay, so as far as the ending of this book, <laughs> literally need book three. Um, to all my Vampire Academy fans out there, did y'all have the same PTSD as I did? Because um, I can't go through this again. <laughs> Please don't do it to I me told again. You once I can't do this again. Rebecca? Rebecca. Truly, you're not taking it that route. <laughs> Please don't do this. Also, let's discuss it. Can I get my stuff first? <laughs> or no? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm still talking about this. So, he got the red ring. But that doesn't mean it's happening right away, does it? <laughs> Rebecca, I need closure. Who was it that... Didn't you give I me I have a, a theory. You gave me the theory, and I'm like, oh, no. I have a theory. Go ahead with your little your notes, and then I'll give my theory. Okay, so mine is very funny. So I read... I finished this book at midnight <laughs> one night. Imagine going to sleep on that ending. You can't. There, I seriously wanted to shut the book and throw it across my room, but I couldn't because it was midnight and the whole house was asleep, so I couldn't do that, so I just proceeded to just throw it on the bed and slam it. Um, I even, so far as went back and looked to make sure that that was the ending because I couldn't believe it, and I sat in silence for a good solid five minutes. I even have a video of me that I took right after I read it, and I'm trying to speak, and I can't. Like, I physically can't. So, yeah, I also went, Rebecca! I think I took the pillow and went, Rebecca! <laughs> like, yeah, no, I was laying right here, and I, I screamed silently into my pillow. I was like... Because I was unwell. And I even went, I even went back, I started going, as soon as I got down to the bottom, I was like, no... No. It's like that it's like that it's like that TikTok No, don't do this to me. I know I'm sorry. (laughs) What's even crazier is that then the last chapter is in his POV and the little tagline at the top of the chapter says there is no cure. And I was like, Hey, there better be. I can't can't. so (laughs) sell the theory. theory. My theory. So you know, if you've read these books then you know there's like the whole thing of like if she dies, then he dies because they're all interconnected because of the mating and the mating and the and the Terenzold and all that. So my theory is that eventually he is gonna turn Venom, and that she, in the end, in the very end, is gonna have to kill him, and in doing so, she's gonna die with him, and that's why. In the books, it says all that things about, like, from a letter recovered from correspondence between Violet and Zayden. Like, the taglines and stuff, they say, like, recovered from the correspondence between Violet and Zayden. And then, at the beginning of the books, it says the thing of, like, these are being told. Translated and all that stuff. Find it. And also, didn't you say something along, like, you never trust the first villain? 
No, because Sarah, Sarah has taught us one thing. She's taught us not to trust the first villain. And so I think whoever this Venom dude is, she's going to take him down and that he's going to, like, Zayden's going to become the villain. Um, because we're only on book two, people. Need I remind you? And it's like, like what, a five book series? <laughs> yes. Um, we're, we're in danger. <laughs> is it tour? Is it that one? That's not it. No. There it is. The following text has been faithfully transcribed from Navarian into the modern language by Jacinia Neilwart, curator of the Scribe Quadrant at Basgath War, Co- War College. All events are true, and names have been preserved to honor the courage of those fallen. May their souls be condemned to Malik. And with it being all in, like, Violet's and Zayden's, like, POVs, that's clear that, like, this book like it's, this is information that's been recovered about them and if Jacinia is writing it then she's friends with them so that's that's yeah I think it's going to end up being Zayden is the ultimate villain she's going to have to kill him and in killing him she'll die too and that's why they're no longer with us <laughs> lol <laughs> yay yay that's my theory I don't you know. told me I'll never forget when you told me that and I, I think you told it to me in the car and I was like Carmen (laughs) honestly and that it may go a completely opposite direction and that may not be anywhere near true but I think if you just prepare yourself for heartbreak you won't get heartbroken (laughs) when it happens yeah and when I read this I was like I got to the second I got finished the second book I was like like I said you're telling me we've got three more books after this Mm -hmm. three I don't don't think he'll become the villain until like book four (laughs) Either midway or, like, the end of book four. I could see book four ending on that plot twist. Although I could also see book three being, like, surprise, I'm Venom. I don't know what to do. Mm. But, so she said we wouldn't get Zayden's POV until all his secrets have been told. Has all his secrets been told now? Can we get book three? Can we get Zayden's POV in book three? I don't know. I want it. Especially if he's going through this shenanigans, I need it. I need to know. What's going on? What's good? Well, because then there's the whole theory of her being able to communicate. Like, there's something, like, she's somehow related to the Venom. So then I have the theory that maybe her father's not really dead and he is Venom. And that he was becoming Venom. Like, had the red ring around his eye like Zayden did whenever they created Violet. And that's why she has the silver in the end of her hair. Sky powers. (laughs) Yep. Listen, I've been cooking on this one. The theories are amok. Amok, 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 amok. Yeah, because, I mean, if she, if his father, if Violet's father was Venon, and maybe Violet's mom killed him? That's what I think. And I think that he was part, like, he was already, like, sort of, he had it running through his bloodstream whenever they made Violet. (laughs) Whenever they fornicated. And, um... That's why she's got silver in the end of her. That's my theory. And yeah, I just get, I just keep going with long lines. Of, and I think, because I think one of the big things with book two is that we're really starting to get more information on the dragons. Mm-hmm. And I think the dragons know more than anybody because you have like the whole thing with the Empyrean and like the dragons getting together for a meeting and all that stuff. I'm like, they're cooking something. <laughs> what is it, Taryn? Yeah. There's and a lot going on. The whole thing with Andarna. 
I just think Sloane's going to play a big part, too, with her being able to, like, siphon people's abilities. Yeah. Also, is anybody else feeling the vibes? Like, I'm just predicting that there's going to be something with Sloane and that, like, prince boy. That, yes. That I've, I'm catching what's the vibes. His, oh, gosh. What's his name? I can't remember. It's, like, Eric or something. Alaric I think or it's something? Eric. A-A... Or okay. it's not a lark. A lark's from Vampire Diaries. I know that I, I would remember. Look it up. <laughs> uh, iron flame. This is why I wish things like this were live, so people could just yell at us. Um, Eric. Hello. It is Eric. Eric. Okay. A A R I. I don't know why I thought of a lark. Eric. I guess just Gray Castle. I don't. Yeah, know. I have a feeling that there's gonna be something with him and. Um, yeah. The Sawyers with Justinia. Riddick's with himself, and then he's like Jace. <laughs> Rihanna is doing whatever she's doing. I don't know. Rid- Riddick's probably like I turn myself down sometimes. To I keep turn it myself interest- down occasionally just to keep it interesting. He I is like Jace Herondale. Oh, slash Wayland slash Lightwood slash whatever else you want to call him. Yeah, Jace, the man Jace with, with many, many names. Jace with many last names. The man of many names. I love that. <laughs> I just love that the way they did it in the movie. All it took to convince the man that he was Valentine's son where his was for him to literally be like, You've been wearing your ring upside down. He flips it right he flips it upside down and Jace is like <gasps> Like it just that's all it took to convince him. Like he just moved his ring from a W to an M <laughs> like Jace, I, w- I would have done a little bit more um a little bit more research before fully believing the villain. But that's okay. I digress. Oh boy, I love getting back that to that whole series. sibling plot line. Jeez Louise. I know I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm in the thick of it, <laughs> and I can't because I remember questioning your morals. Yes, that, and I remember walking out on the soccer field after finishing City of Bones and yelling at Sierra, "Please tell me they are not siblings." <laughs> I was furious because her and Simon were. Ugh. I don't like it. Listen, all y'all fans who also were with me on that series, that's the, the only scene I watched in the show when it came on was the scene where they go to the fairy land and she has to like, the fairy queen tells her that in order for them to be able to leave, she has to kiss the one she's really in love with and then she has to kiss Jace. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that was the moment when I was like, surely Cassandra wouldn't write this if they were really siblings. <laughs> My... Still, I Surely. love Jason Clary, but my gosh, Alec and Magnus. <laughs> Alec and Magnus, and honestly, like, I think Emma and Julian beat out Clary and Jace for me. Because I loved, I like the push and pull of Emma and Julian and, like, the literal, like, forbidden romance trope. They are the forbidden romance trope. Because <laughs> basically they've been told, you'll get together or you die. Like, surprise. Um, yeah, no, Magnus and Alec are cute, and that's the only reason I've contemplated watching the show, but honestly, I don't think they put a lot of Malik scenes in the show. The scenes with Clary and Jace in the show, to me, come off as a little bit cringe, because I just feel like the actors don't vibe together. I don't know, the chemistry just isn't really there, and I love the actress who plays Clary, but I don't mm-hmm. think she did a great job as Clary. I when it comes to comparing like the Lily actors in job. like either the movie or the TV show, I go back and forth between the two. I like, think Lily Collins was the better Clary. She, uh, the only thing they messed up on was the hair because she's supposed to have like fiery red and she just had like maroon. Um, 
I think Lily was the far better Clary. Um, obviously, Jamie Campbell Bauer was the superior Jace. I'm like, excuse me, hello. Um, this is like way off Iron Flame. I'm I sorry. Know. We have spiraled, but needless to say, I'll watch the movie before I watch the show. The movie's actually not that bad. No. In hindsight, my God. I watched the movie. The movie's with you. so much closer to the book. Um,. Shout out to mom and her guest starring. Um, all right. Well, bad. Only seven o'clock. Good night. Um, all right. So, speaking of Iron Flame, let's get back on topic just for a second here. Um, this book is available wherever you buy books in all formats. If you guys want to follow the author, she is on Instagram at Rebecca Yaros. Just put in her name. That's her username. Um, and we'll have the recaptain's link down below if you want to read the full, like, full synopsis. Um, I will go ahead and link it down below, but we didn't really use it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this format a lot better because I think it allows yeah, I think we need to, to do this. I think we need to do this for when we do House of Sky, when we eventually do House oh, of Sky and Breath and then House of Flame and Shadow. Oh no, I can't wait to talk about day and night. <laughs> oh, heavens. That's my favorite. They're I my I want to do I want to do that soon. <laughs> They're my babies. Yeah, I'm waiting on Emily to finish it, and then we can do House of Sky and Breath and House. We of need Home to like, we need to have like Emily like come over here and be like, we're just gonna discuss for hours. <laughs> yeah, I think Carrie's almost done with it too, so maybe we can have her on. It should be a good time. And the girl I met at the watch party, or pfft, not watch party, the release party. <laughs> I think she finished it, so maybe we can have her on. I don't know. Guests everywhere. Um. But we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments or anything to add to the discussion, be sure and let us know down below. And if you're not already, be sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, They'll be linked below, both our personal socials and our podcast socials. Like I said, um, I wrote a book. The synopsis is on there. Go check that out. Um, I think that's all I got. Next week, we are... Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week. We'll figure it we're out. We're trying to set up an interview with somebody, so we're just trying to figure out who we can get on. Um, but we will figure it out, and we will see you guys right back here next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.